Hey, Keurig coffee drinkers. Need a cold coffee with a bold flavor? Dunkin' Cold K-Cup pods were specially crafted for cold coffee. Brew over ice straight out of the Keurig coffee maker for smooth, delicious Dunkin' taste you know and love. Find your next Dunkin' Cold coffee in the roasted coffee aisle. Whether you're making the same breakfast that you have every day or baking a cake for an extra special day, eggs are a staple in our diets. Eggland's best eggs are nutritionally superior to ordinary eggs, containing more vitamins and 25% less saturated fat. Not only are they better for you, but Eggland's best eggs taste better too. There's a reason that they're America's number one eggs. Visit egglandsbest.com for additional information and delicious recipes. one this week but it goes out to you molly hi me 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 when i wake up in the morning and the alarm gives out a warning i don't think i'll ever make it on time by the time i break my books and give myself a look at the corner just in time to see the bus fly by it's all right or sometimes you're saved by the death bell. Yes, that is how I chose <laughs> to start page seven this week. That's what I said. That's what I said, and I refuse to take it back. <laughs> Welcome to page seven, and Screech is dead. Did you guys see Screech died? You know, I, I think it's a, a testament to me just arriving in L.A. I think it was the blood offering that had to be delivered for my arrival to the great state of California. But Except I'm sad it was... I don't think he was... lives here anymore. I'm pretty sure he lives <laughs> in the Midwest. But, oh. yes. But still, he's such an L.A. icon. I mean, come on, he did the whole L.A. tour. He was on a TV show as a child actor. He did porno, sort of. He sold T-shirts to keep his uh, to pay off his mortgage for his house. I mean, it's a, it's an L.A. tale from beginning to end. It is a sad L.A. tale. And I did immediately think of you, Molly. And what's really horrible. I'm going to throw this out there, guys. I heard that D- D- Dustin Diamond passed away. And I was like, well, I guess, like, isn't it for the best? Because in my brain. I always thought that he was a bad guy, and I feel like the zeitgeist has told me that he's a bad man, and I started looking into his life, and I was like, I was wrong, and I apologize, because his life is actually very sad. It's very sad. I was was going through a very (laughs) similar process. I am very grief-stricken. This is like... It, the, the the single show I watched the most was Saved by the Bell. But yeah, like I was like going through this weird mix, the, like the, the complicated mix of emotions when a celebrity dies and you like have a lot of positive feelings for them. But also you're like, I think maybe they might have been bad. Like, it, you know, like that kind of thing. And I was trying to navigate this. And we I was trying to figure out. need a word for that. I feel like there's Schadenfreude. We need a word for how do I feel because I never want to be like, yay, somebody's fucking dead. Of course. But not. also, <laughs> right. there's in between of like, are we are we upset? How do we feel? How am I supposed to frown? Am I where? What is that feeling? What is the name of that? Right. The thing that like if a, if like a if like a ex- very bad celebrity dies, like somebody who we know is a predator or something, then you know you don't dance on their grave, but you also are like, yeah, you know, whatever. Like, and, and in this case, I was like, is, why do I have the, I was exact the same as you, Jackie. I was like, why do I feel like Dustin Diamond is like 
a bad man. And I know we've talked about him on the show a lot. Um, and I think the things I landed on, the reasons to think that he is like the things that he might have actually needed to be held to account for. Uh, Cause like getting stabbing a man in a bar fight in the Midwest. I mean, it's not kind of fun, but it's like, I don't really care about that. Like uh, it kind of happens sometimes. <laughs> and I will say he was apparently defending his fiance who had just been punched in the face. Yeah. Not that there was any excuse for violence. What but was like, the lead up though? What who was the knows? Who knows? She seems to be a brawny, uh, a brawny uh, human being. I will say she could probably take a punch. Go for her. I can also, I got a very punchable face too. And I can also take a punch. Please don't punch me. I'd rather not. But, you know. Eh. I remember that story at the time. And I remember just thinking how wonderful it would be to retroact. Because the person who was stabbed, you know, survived and was fine. And I remember thinking how hilarious it would be to retroactively realize you had been stabbed by Screech. Like if you didn't realize it was happening at the time, like you go to the hospital, I've been stabbed. What happened? It turns out that was Samuel Screech powers. (laughs) But I think that the main thing that he did that actually was potentially bad or controversial, but not in the like, not like me too bad, just like bad was that his like tell all about saved by the bell was just like full of lies um, and like sex lies, <laughs> like, like lies about who was fucking. And yeah, then and everyone was like, his don't cast do that. members like kind of hate him too. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. he wasn't asked back for the revival. It seems like he was a bit of a, like a pranky menace. Like one of those kind of like someone I don't think Ew, I would necessarily like want Clooney. to be around. Well, no, I think he's no, I think he's more of a classy pranky menace. And I think that there's a difference between, I know not a whole lot of differences between Screech and George Clooney. <laughs> they are compared constantly, but in this instance, I think a little bit different. And he was younger than everyone else by like a lot. I think everything I know about him, I've learned on this show. So I know we have talked, like he was younger and I think that he like really struggled to fit in because they were all like actual teenagers or older and he was like 13 or whatever. And so he like, I think he probably developed like a super obnoxious little brother posture that then like didn't age well as he got older. And it also seems like a little bit of like a little rascals curse situation where like the kind of classic, like you are a child actor and on like an incredibly iconic famous thing. And then you're just absolutely fucked and you can never crawl your way out of it. And every bad thing that happens to you gets amplified by like 250 times. And it, that in that way, it does seem like very, very tragic. I will say what is also tragic is the name of the porn that he made (laughs) that he's face stars in, but his cock does not star in. The name of it is Screech Saved by the Smell. And that truly disgusts me. You guys (laughs) know how I feel about the word stinky. I don't like it. And the idea of that, that just immediately makes me think of imagine, you know, have you ever uh, uh, spent maybe not an evening, but a couple of minutes with someone that when they take their pants off, you can smell it from across the room. <laughs> That's what I think about. That's what I think about. Grundle. You know what I mean? Ugh. 
Yeah, I said the word grundle. Did you think you were going to hear it today? Probably not. <laughs> I mean, I was reading Beowulf earlier, so I heard the word grindle. But I did not think I would hear the word grundle today. Yeah, wait, what do you want, some Fromunda cheese? Still one of the most disgusting things you could ever say to a person. Yeah, it's Fromunda, remember? You guys know. Yeah. It's Fromunda. I have never heard the Fromunda cheese thing. That is unnecessary. <laughs> yes. The... It, I th- I've always felt like it was something like like wrestling boys would talk about was that they would say like you want some Fromunda cheese and then they would like put like try and like shove your head up underneath their dicks right is that what you guys do <laughs> Holden is that what happens you're thinking of docking where you oh. a man uses his circumcised penis and allows the other man with his uncircumcised that penis to sort of put I'm the skin of. over it to, to it's like makes it look like a Chinese finger trap a little bit Excuse me? Oh, those are silly, though. You've never heard of docking, Molly? Uh, I I, um, I have not heard of docking, no. Docking's a new fun thing where you sort of put the I penises together. I don't think it's together. new. When you say you do it, who are we talking about? <laughs> are we talking about people who are about to fuck? Or are we talking about best friends? Oh, uh, best friends who are about to fuck. Okay. Yeah, or like a party <laughs> trick. Like, remember puppetry of the penis? I knew so many people that were doing, they would see the puppetry of the penis special, and then they would try and do puppetry of the penis. I remember one time, this guy was like, oh, I could do puppetry of the penis. He took out his cock and then put it inside of a the hole of a water bottle his flaccid penis inside <laughs> and shoved it. And then we're like, I don't think that's puppetry. I think that that is just it's a demonstration um, of how shitty your penis is. It, well, you know, it's, you know, it's not, it's the motion of the ocean. We all know that, but his motion of the ocean, let's say there weren't any hurricanes around. Right? Yeah, yeah. Let's say it was, it was a pretty flat, Flat sailing going on out in those oceans. But you know, you remember puppetry of the penis. I feel like everyone was obsessed with that, but maybe I just um That was back was when real drunk. sex was king, taxi cab confessions was queen. I God. mean it was a different time. God, it was the it was the best of times and it was the worst of times. <laughs> I will I still dream of getting into I j- in the same way that someday I hope I get into a cash cab. I do always even though we all know taxi cab confessions is all lies, but what if it's not? What if you got in and the guy like wanted to know all of your secret confessions and then you get to have sex in the back of the cab with a person of your choosing as long as you consent. But isn't that kind of fun? Very fun. Very fun. <laughs> so Dustin Diamond sold t-shirts. <laughs> like, yeah, really can't believe we got to dicks and docking. D- I'm, d- dick finger traps. I'm in, I am in a different, I'm, I'm, we just, Henry and I just interviewed Kevin Gillespie uh, for the LPN show, and he's this very attractive chef from Top Chef, so I'm all like weird, horny, but also hungry right now because we talked about a lot of food, so I'm just in a weird headspace right now, and I'm looking at Dustin Diamond, so then my immediately, it just dries up, like I put a bunch of (laughs) brawny down yon and uh so it's a weird uh like i'm having a bit of a struggle inside of my brain i also feel like it's it's uh the the fact that this you know this the tragedy of dustin diamond um you know being so young and and now everybody talking about him and thinking about him when also this new saved by the bell is out it all just feels a little bit too 
it feels a little bit too much like a Saved by the Bell episode, if you will. Are you calling yes. the death of Dustin Diamond a publicity stunt, Molly? <laughs> no, I think I'm calling it like a like a B plot. Like if the yes. A plot is the release of the new Saved by the Bell, which again everyone says is so good, I haven't brought myself to watch it because I really um, have maybe even stronger emotions about that. No, my emotions about the death of Screech are stronger, but a lot of strong emotions. <laughs> and so that's the A plot. B plot is the tragic death of Dustin Diamond. And what is the C plot? Uh, Steve Urkel's is it yet the, to come? the guy who played Steve Urkel's going to die. He's Don't gonna say fall that. To a volcano. He's going to fall oh. to a volcano on a trip oh. to Hawaii. It has to be in the Saved by the Bell universe. Something oh, is going okay. to, something good, hopefully, will happen with. One of the with maybe Lark Voorhees. She's also she's the C plot because remember we've talked about her on the show too. Lisa Turtle, yeah. Screech's love interest, his 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 also the Screech and Lisa had the hardest path out compared they to the rest did. of them. And I'm including Elizabeth Berkeley in that. Whoa. <laughs> I was about to say, I think the C plot is Showgirls 2 goes into production. Oh my I'll God. Watch it. Would I will watch all of it. That it were. Oh man. I won't watch it. <laughs> but no, you know what I think the C plot is going to be is watching how the Save by the Bell reboot uses his death to their advantage when they didn't ask him to be a part of it. That's what I unfortunately think the C plot is going to be. And yes. doesn't that suck? Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be like a bit of a Riverdale uh, Luke Perry situation. At least in Riverdale, they had like Freddie Andrews was a big part of the show. Right. So right. when Luke Perry passed, like it makes sense that these things, because Holden, you're not a Riverdale fan, but just so you know. Maybe Archie, I am, and you don't even know it, but whatever. <laughs> you would have talked to me about it at this point. <laughs> you would have wanted your accolades for watching a show that I know that you would love. Uh, My accolades. But, um, so Archie is still really upset because Daddy's dead, and he's got a lot of issues with that. But they feel like they're going to bring that into the Say by the Bell reboot, and I'm already upset about it. Like, is there a Screech counterpart? Like, does everybody have a counterpart on the show? In other words, Good like question. the cast of kids. Uh, like, so is there a nerd character? Because I feel like that's how they would address it, probably through the nerd character. Yeah. It's a good question. I guess I'm going to have to report back. Watch it All and right. come back and tell us about your I'll experience. Do it. Yes, you will. I'll yay, do it. Yay, yay. <laughs> Since Please I'm thinking about it. Saved by the Bell constantly anyway this week, I may as well watch the one on Peacock. It's an app. I'm going to have to, I, I don't know how to even oh, watch it. it's on Peacock. Television. Never mind then. Never watch it. Yeah, I, I don't it was know on Netflix. what that is. Peacock makes me, why does Peacock, I think it's the name of it, of the service. It makes me so just angry, just flames on the side of my face, like angry about it. I don't know. I, I, it's like like Crackle has the same thing. Voodoo. I had to watch what was it was a share movie that I had to watch. You had to watch. I think that you watched. No, it wasn't Moonstruck. Mermaids. You had Mermaids. to watch Mermaids on Voodoo. I was furious. I just kept going, <laughs> Voodoo. I have to use Voodoo. What even is Voodoo? And just saying the word every time I said it, I said it more angrily because it's really, honestly, very enjoyable to angrily say the word Voodoo. <laughs> I don't understand the, these people who come up with streaming service names. They're all horrible besides like, I mean, Hulu is also terrible. They're like, we should come up with something like Hulu. Let's name it. 
Boo. <laughs> like it just makes me so furious. All of the names are so, and Crackle too is just the most obnoxious name. But Peacock, I think it's Peacock's like, we're so fancy and we're so special and we're gonna make you look at our plumage. It's Peacock. just NBC. God just damn it. Yeah, just call it NBC. Just call it the NBC fucking streaming thing. Yeah, NBC stream. Yeah. But alas, see, this is a problem. I feel like this is the, the new thing. We hit the part of pandemic where I refuse. Same with Discovery Plus. Every time I look <laughs> at Discovery Plus and I'm like, you know what? I like all the shows in it. It's got the Food Network. It's got TLC. It's got all the things that I want. And I refuse to pay for it. I have so many other things. But again, listen to me. Remember when I got excited about getting a AAA membership? Yesterday, Holden, I thought of you because I opened wow. up my mail and I was like, oh my God. I was like, look at how, look at all the, you know, I was like, you know what, Jeff? I really appreciate it because Ralph's, which is the grocery store, is really like looking at the things that we're purchasing and sending us coupons. And isn't that so fun? <laughs> and he looked at me and I and I was like, <laughs> aren't these coupons fun? Aren't they fun coupons? Coupons cannot be fun. No, yes. Jackie, even though, yes, I'm getting free sun chips. I don't even have to buy anything to get them. Free sun chips. But they're not fun. They're not fun coupons. You can't call them. Sir, if I start going down the fun ponds, I, I don't know what to do with myself. I already have been making more cum ponds for right. Jeff. And he doesn't need any cum ponds because we've got the time. It's not like we have to set aside an experience so we can have sex. Yeah, you know? like fun is an activity. A, con a concert is fun. That a could roller be fun. coaster is fun. fun. But when you start calling inanimate objects like a chair or a hat or a door a hat fun. can be fun. God a hat damn it. Can fun. A hat can be fun. I, I, I'll tell you, a hat can be fun. Essentially, like don't take any, that from us, Holden. Please. Just don't call, furniture's off limits. I'm sorry. You can't, just don't call any furniture fun. Unless it is a bounce house. This from the guy who wrote a song about how he wants about to sit on a chair furniture. made of air. <laughs> seems that was like a different you, time. Seems like you think furniture. Seems like you think furniture can be pretty know. fun. I still I have to get know. that for you guys. I want to sit in a comfortable chair. It's a chair. It's made, made out, out of air. <laughs> we just read. Well, we can remake it, Holden. We've got the time now. You're here. We do have the time. And I do have... I, uh, and and Jackie's been picking up ukulele lately. She's going through her Zoe Deschanel phase, which everybody <laughs> wants Jackie to go through that phase right you now. You wish. You wish. <laughs> I don't have the fingers for it. We're starting a band together. It's called Him and Her. And Aww, <laughs> that's kind of cute. Old. We've already put out three Christmas albums, so don't worry about that. And we're yeah. going to put out four... Thanksgiving albums. And they're all about how I hate it when the snow melts, right, Molly? Holden got out <laughs> yeah. right before the snowstorm. How fun is that, Molly? <laughs> this, this, I'll tell you what's really fun right now. New York City sidewalk. The What do they call the, the curb cuts? The place where the sidewalk meets the street where you're supposed to cross the street. Curb detentions, you, I believe they're called in New York. I like to, <laughs> what I like to do is picture myself as a kind of Jean-Claude Van Damme figure because then you back up and this really only works on the first day of the snow before it gets all sludgy. But the first day of the snow, when there's just massive, like four foot piles of snow 
that had been plowed, you know, towards the sidewalk and then the sidewalk shoveling has been plowed towards the street. So there's the big mountain. You got to take a, you got to back up and then you got to take a running leap. So you run to get your momentum up to go over the mountain. And then luckily you're just plunging full speed into the street. Into potentially moving traffic. And and traffic that has no control (laughs) over how to stop because the snow is everywhere in the street also. Momentum is everything. At at certain (laughs) points you literally just have to go forward until it's over. And then yeah, you keep going forward because then you got to keep the momentum for the mountain right across the street that you also have to launch yourself over. Um, and instead you guys are just going to be over here talking about like hanging out in your outdoor spaces and how nice the weather is and stuff. And I'm going to have to stop exclusively using Eastern standard time when we plan our meetings, because I'm going to have to accept the fact that Jackie has lived in LA for a long time and now Holden lives there too. And we should speak in LA time, whatever they call that. It's a nightmare. <sighs> I know. I always, I still have to do the addition subtraction. And I always had, and I'm just like, but it's, a, it always worries me around when, once we hit 2 p.m. And I'm like, is it 11? Is it 12? <laughs> but I'm not as angry about our new time switch as I am about the debacle that was Groundhog's Day this year. Uh, you guys, <laughs> we cannot stand for this. When Facebook Live lies to us about it being live, when it's not live, it's not. And they can't have anyone watch and look at the Groundhog. And how do they know? And they're all liars. It's all a lies game. I am laughing i spent so much time like a cumulative total of at least five full minutes uh on and off maybe 10 full minutes on and off laughing about in the email that jackie sent us she wrote (laughs) staten island junk more like staten island fuck and i could not stop laughing I just wonder, the thing that makes me mad about this story is literally just that. If we've already been through enough. So so in the it was pre-taped this video, not live. Because and the funniest part about it was because everyone knew because everyone knew that there were feet of snow outside at the time of its supposed live recording. And it was like this beautiful sunny day in the recording. But it was the fact that if you're already gonna fake it. Can you just say that he didn't see his fucking stupid shadow? Can you just say we don't have to have extra weeks of winter in 2021? I mean, come on. This is where my question comes from. So we are talking about the thing that that I saw on page six that was talking about how everyone's upset because it was supposed to be snowy outside. They are talking about Staten Island Chuck. They are not talking about Puxatawney Phil because Mm. they did have the yearly ritual at Gobbler's Knob, like they do every year. But Puxatawney Phil said that there's going to be... Well, I, I screw him up. Which one said which? <laughs> <laughs> They're both groundhogs, all right? One said one and the other one said the other one. Declaring that there would be six oh, more okay. weeks so of I winter. Was, okay, so, so the it, fake one did say there wouldn't be... Yes. Six more weeks of winter. Oh, okay. I, How dare you I, say the fake one? I apologize. I want to apologize <laughs> to page seven listeners. I want to apologize to groundhogs everywhere. I want to apologize to Staten Island, even though a lot of you guys have some issue political opinions. We'll get to that later, Staten Island. <laughs> My I'm dad is from Staten Island. Thank you very and much. he has some issue political <laughs> opinions. Yeah. That, from what I know about. He at least voted properly. All right. I will say. 
We will be voted properly this time. You know who else should apologize to groundhogs is Mayor de Blasio, who years ago, never forget, killed a never groundhog forget. on Groundhog's Day never by forget. dropping it. And it later died. And then he covered it up. It's not okay. And my question is, are we at all allowed to find that funny? Are we are on any level? It's very okay. sad for the groundhog. This story always makes me sad, but it's but it is every everything else about it is hilarious. It's just very sad to think about the groundhog. And the other guy got bit, right? They should stop doing the statin things. The other guy got bit in the ear, right? Bloomberg, uh, Bloomberg got bit, yeah, and, and on his finger, he, yeah. on his finger. He, which that I applaud groundhogs that everywhere. That's yeah. a that's a gif right there for for all time. Yeah, that was fantastic. That was that was an interaction between a groundhog and a mayor that went well for everybody because I support the groundhog biting Bloomberg. Uh, the subsequent mayor killed a groundhog and it is tragic but hilarious at the same time. <laughs> so is there like a rivalry between the groundhogs? They're, I guess there are. I think so, right? Because everyone as established in this very conversation, everyone thinks that Staten Island Chuck is like, you know, the the, the Heathcliff bastard, yes. The, the Heathcliff to to Pennsylvania's Garfield, whoa, if you will. Whoa, whoa, I like Molly. this. I like what you said. I like what they said. I appreciate what they said, and I, I you will not take it back. <laughs> oh, so yeah, then I okay, cool. And I'm I'm a New York dude through and through. So yeah, I'm glad I stand with mine. By the way, also apparently there's a roaming gang of squirrels in the mix as well that sort of like to kind of choose their groundhog depending and they sort of start little uh small little fires between uh, factions so that's Ooh, another <laughs> i'd love to watch them duke it out oh how cute of a little revolution it would be some say the trees will come alive in 2025 and join the war can between i finally the have sex with an ent that's all i want i want to have sex with an ent so bad hey keurig coffee drinkers did you know that the bold, smooth taste of Dunkin' cold coffee can be brewed in your Keurig, coffee maker, and enjoyed at home? Dunkin's cold K-cup pods were crafted to be brewed hot and enjoyed cold. And of course, they're packed with the Dunkin' flavor you crave. Brew over ice and sip in seconds. Because the home with Dunkin' is where you want to be. Whether you're making the same breakfast that you have every day or baking a cake for an extra special day, eggs are a staple in our diets. Eggland's best eggs are nutritionally superior to ordinary eggs, containing more vitamins and 25% less saturated fat. Not only are they better for you, but Eggland's best eggs taste better too. There's a reason that they're America's number one eggs. Visit egglandsbest.com for additional information and delicious recipes. Okay, patent pending alert. No listeners take this idea because we have to do it. But okay, guys, the three of us, next time we can get together, we'll have a writer's okay. retreat and we obviously sure. have to write like a Pixar style film about the rivalry slash friendship between Punxsutawney Phil and Staten Island Chuck. It's so obvious. I can't believe it hasn't been done already. Oh my God, like Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, like it's, it's but it's all, they're all cute little fat, animated little fuzzy you know the and, it'll, and that's the thing and that's how they fall in love at the end they go i can see your shadow oh my god <laughs> and then they kiss and they keep a little kiss. yeah you see the shadow this love song's playing you just see the shadow just humping on it itself because they're fucking they but. eventually unite together against the enemy figure which is obviously the mayor of new york city 
the man, the any whatever current mayor at the time any is the mayor villain, always fantastic. is the enemy. Ooh. And what's a predator of maybe like an animal gets elected for the first time ever in New York City? So it's like a what would be a predator to a groundhog? Like a a lioness gets Ooh, elected. Oh yeah, or like a dolphin. Yeah. <laughs> is it? It's a dolphin. The <laughs> groundhog's dolphin natural predator. Land and sea. Land and sea. And land versus sea. I yes. see. And the dolphin is like. I'm electing the ocean as the governor. And everyone's like, no, no, it'll cause a tsunami and kill us. And the groundhogs take over. You know, the weed's really good here in L.A. And <laughs> never more legal um, This is why, it's this is even more here. of a reason we have to write this movie. It would come out on February 2nd. It's a great time to release uh, an animated movie because it's winter and everyone wants, uh, you know, a new movie for their kids. I can't believe right. what a good idea this is. It's fantastic. All right, done. We'll start working on it. Land versus sea. We'll call it Tsunami 6. Land versus sea. That's <laughs> awesome. And then we can do five prequels. <gasps> I love that. Going back in time backwards. of like the rivalry. I feel like we've lost the, th- I feel like Land versus Sea has to be the sequel. That's like Groundhog Day oh, 2. the sequel, Land S-E-A? versus Sea. Right? The sequel, yes. Right, yes. guys? Yes, you Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> why are we so good at building franchises and why have we not been given a million dollars I don't know why they're scared. You know what, they're scared. That is why. Yeah, they're scared too, of our power. It's too good. We just built like four franchises. Just think, guys, I'm already on the phone with someone about an amusement park in <laughs> Seattle. I could feel it. I could feel how fast you were on that. Almost as fast as we're going to be on. Mm, ooh, sorry, that's me choosing where I'm going to go next. Because, yeah, we're going <laughs> to talk about Elvis <laughs> Presley for a second. No. Now, <laughs> yes, this is what we're talking about. We're talking about fucking Elvis Presley and the polio vaccine, because that's what you were hoping to hear about today from Munda Cheese and polio. I have a counterpoint to this article's point, but go wow. on, Jackie, please. Yeah. <laughs> so, like back in the dizzy, there was Elvis. And there was, there was polio, a little there was fun Elvis. thing. Yes, Elvis. there were two things. There was a surfboard movie, there was polio, and there was mm-hmm. Elvis. And <laughs> it was a fun time to be alive, or so I've heard. Now, the thing is that people were scared of getting the vaccine. So what did they do? They had Elvis Presley get the polio vaccine and be like, oh, oh, I'm a good. It is a good for your body. <laughs> And that's what he said. I, all right. So I want, I'm going to pitch a new podcast concept. It's literally just Jackie trying to find the article or like waiting for it to load and vamping. It's just called Jackie Vamps. And it's you just filling space while you, while you try to find the thing you're looking for because it is the funniest content on the show. I think. If you listen to my reading of Twilight, you will hear lots of that because it happens a lot. I live to vamp. And yes, I make the vamp joke. Because there's vampires in it. (laughs) Uh, How many times I've made the joke. Everybody loves to hear the joke. And so 
People are saying that we need the new Elvis because everybody who's anybody is actually scared of getting the vaccine and not because we can't and not because I'm looking every other hour to see when I will be able to go get the vaccine. It's because I need Beyonce to get the vaccine before I get the vaccine. All right, so here's my counterpoint. We were literally just talking about this right before the show began, that this is like one of the worst years ever, I think, to come off as a celebrity. And I think that that is what, like, people actually listened to celebrities back then because they didn't have an eye into their entire life and they couldn't go on, let's say, Twitter and complain about, like, being trapped in their gigantic mansion. And this is the problem I think we're facing right now is, like, what is the Elvis that could convince people when the people that need to be convincing hate that culture? You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah, I think that if anything, it would have to be like a massive, uh, I don't know, TikTok campaign or something. Not to sound like an old person, but there isn't like a hierarchy of celebrities right now. It's a more of a democratized groundswell up from the youth and but also, no one under the age of 16 is allowed to apply to get the vaccine. Right, exactly. So it's like, oh, so we go, what are we, what are you talking about? Why are there so many people that are so out of touch of what is happening right now? It's like, what do you mean? We're not waiting around for Beyonce to get the vaccine. That's not what's happening. I'm sure there are plenty of <laughs> anti-vaxxers who like Beyonce, but I feel like that's also like misunderstanding. It's not that there's like, it's not that there's like masses of, of regular people who like love Beyonce, but don't want the vaccine. Most people want the vaccine. As you pointed out, Jackie, it's just that there is, it's very hard for even people who are eligible to get it. And a lot of people aren't eligible yet and want it desperately. And so it's like, I feel like if, Really, if you want to target the end, I mean, there's a lot of different groups. You it, know, it, literally, it actually weirdly needs to be like a Q style drop on Facebook in yeah. a bad group. Yes, exactly. That's exactly what <laughs> I was like. You need to like, like, aside from like, yeah, if, if we're really talking about like the, the, you know, really crazy people who don't want the vaccine, like it needs to be like, you need to start, yeah, figuring out how to get that shit in message boards or something. There needs to be some sort of covert um, operation to make people, they're not going to be like, oh, Beyonce got, they, you know. We have to the- trick Russia into thinking that if America got the vaccine, it would be bad. <laughs> yes. I think th- there's got to be ways to manipulate. They're already manipulating all the bullshit out there. It is just, um, I just think it's very funny that if they start taking money and putting it into some sort of celebrity campaign, yeah. I'm going to flip the fuck out. Yeah. I, I, I just, I can't even... This story made me so. I was like, "This is what we're worrying about." Imagine all the Celebrities have dealt with this so poorly because they've Wait, already I'm, I'm, had such a better experience than everybody else publicly. Super, just out there being like, "Chrissy Teigen got a horse." Uh, make the Imagine video. All these people complain yeah, about the, quarantine. Yeah, they'll, get, they'll sing Imagine while they're getting their vaccines, <laughs> even though they shouldn't be allowed to get them yet. I think that's what we really need. And Molly was just saying, was just talking to us about Chrissy Teigen writing a a tweet talking about how she got a $13,000 bottle of wine. And isn't that like crazy? We so didn't annoying. even finish the bottle of wine. $13,000? Yeah, and, you know, right, so she's trending today, Wednesday, because she had this tweet that was like, it started with a 
it was like a innocent question, like what's the worst thing you've ever ordered or whatever that you didn't, I should find the, in, the initial tweet. But anyway, it was, she said one time John and I were at a restaurant and the waiter recommended a nice Cabernet. We got the bill and it was $13,000. How do you casually recommend that wine? We hadn't even finished it and it had been cleared. And what's fun is a lot of restaurant workers are responding and being like, it is awesome that that restaurant worker just was like, I'm going to get a really awesome tip from you guys this way. Um, you know, it's whatever. Chrissy Teigen, there is a lot of things to like about her. She gets unfairly piled on a lot, certainly. But this particular, this is, yeah. So her first tweet was, what's the most expensive thing you've eaten that you thought sucked? And I just want to say that this, I think she's trying to be fun. Like, let's start a fun conversation. What's the most expensive thing you've eaten? But when you are the richest person in the conversation, a conversation about what's expensive isn't a fun conversation. Right. No. It's just it's just a little bit tone deaf because people are out here really struggling and hearing about your $13,000 bottle of wine and how you didn't feel like paying for it, but you certainly could. Uh, it, people haven't been able to pay rent for six months. It's just a little rough out there for celebrities right now because they don't know how to talk to people. And I think, I think we were just complaining about it, and I feel like they feel the same way we do, but they just have a ridiculous other way of reacting to it but i we were all just bitching about how like what when will this just be over we just want to be over now i'm so sick of dealing with this and so i think um very much so it's like uh and then their way is the same thing like when can i just be a fun celebrity again that talks about expensive bottles of wine and it's like i know i get it we we all would love a reality where <laughs> you talking about an expensive bottle of wine was not a blip on the radar because everybody was generally doing right okay. it's not enraging to everyone yeah 100%. Right. Yeah. I mean, celebrities should be advocating for, um, for you know, positive change more than anyone so that if everybody's baseline is okay, then you can talk about your horse and your $13,000 bottle of wine without enraging everyone. And so, yeah, that's really a rising tide does lift all boats in that sense. Yes. And that's why, oh, thank God that we have someone so down to earth as a Ben Affleck leading the way, Dunkin' Donuts ambassador himself. That is the coffee of the every person. And everybody knows it. Anyone can enjoy their time at Dunkin' Donuts, regardless of how much money you have. I went down a bit of a warm time with Ben Affleck with the Dunkin' Donuts thing. Okay? I went down. I definitely said this and I'm I'm going to be open about it. I definitely walked past his house this weekend and I did yell out America or that I did yell out Affleck uh runs on Duncan. And that's, that's fine. It was very difficult to walk up that hill. <laughs> and I was out of breath so he wouldn't have been able to understand what I was saying anyway. And um that's about it. Uh it goes back for a very long time though and I want you guys to know that. He apparently is not paid by Dunkin' Donuts. I'm trying to find out the truth, though. It says that he's not, but how can he? He's been saying for forever. Like, Dunkin' Donuts has been involved in everything that he does. How is he not getting paid by them? We all know it's not the, it's mostly watered down. 
I appreciate your investigative journalism here, Jackie, because Jackie Thank sent you. like six or seven links going back years about how long. <laughs> yes, yeah. many of them repeated the same quote from Ben Affleck too. <laughs> <laughs> that he has it every day. He says, I have Dunkin' Donuts every day. He said, it's very weird. I have it every day. People are always like, where is that? Is that near here? So I feel like I'm spreading the word, which, oh, good, Ben Affleck, because if there's one thing nobody knows is that you can't just spit and find a Dunkin' Donuts within your spit radius. Yes, that quote, where is that? Is that near here? Is the it's most pathological. Donuts. Yeah, that is that <laughs> perhaps sets him apart even more than Chrissy Teigen's thirteen thousand dollar bottle of wine thing because it means that the if that is a true thing, it means that the people he's talking to are so fucking rich that they don't know what Dunkin' Donuts is. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Where is that? There is a Dunkin' Donuts <laughs> everywhere. Where is that? Is it near here? What are you talking about? <laughs> Why would you say that? Why is that in the story you tell? Why wouldn't you say? I was say LA is known for having a, a just constant amazing donut shops that are all over the city and incredible just on top of the whole fact that Dunkin' Donuts is also definitely everywhere here. Yeah. I mean, it's just like if you're going to tell a story about how you like Dunkin' Donuts coffee and you always drink it. Why is part of the story you're going to tell, everyone always asks me, where is that? What is, like, why not just say, yeah, everyone knows me and my coffee. I like Dunkin' Donuts coffee. It's made up. It's a lie. I will say kudos to <laughs> Vulture, which Vulture really gets in there because Vulture wanted to find out if every Dunkin' Donuts kn knows how Ben Affleck likes his coffee. And the thing is, they do. It's just iced coffee with a shitload of sugar is the is what they said. So how many of those does he have in a day? And it, the fact that it is something that corporate lets people know in case he comes in so that he could just he doesn't even have to say a word. He can effortlessly get his iced coffee when he you don't look at him. You give him the iced coffee. Does he pay for it? Who knows? Does he have the app like us regular schmoes or does he not even need the app? I don't know. But now I'm just I'm truly invested in this and I hate it. We're going to get again, to the bottom of it. You know, the th things like do Puxatani Phil and Staten Island Chuck have a rivalry. Is Ben Affleck really actually being paid by Dunkin' Donuts? These are the things we find out for you here on page seven. No, we might never really find out, <laughs> but sometimes we will talk about it. And isn't that what we're here for? 100%. <laughs> Dunkin' cold coffee can be brewed at home in your Keurig coffee maker with Dunkin' cold K-cup pods. Just brew it hot over ice and enjoy flavor that's crafted to serve cold. The home with Duncan is where you want to be. Whether you're making the same breakfast that you have every day or baking a cake for an extra special day, eggs are a staple in our diets. Eggland's best eggs are nutritionally superior to ordinary eggs, containing more vitamins and 25% less saturated fat. Not only are they better for you, but Eggland's best eggs taste better too. There's a reason that they're America's number one eggs. Visit egglandsbest.com for additional information and delicious recipes. Can I get some share? Do, Do you believe, believe in 
that Demi Lovato has a secret twin sister? That's right. Here is the theory. On October 3rd, 2015, a sketch of Demi Lovato was posted by a Tumblr user alongside a washed-out, overly-lit fan photo, most likely taken at a red carpet event. The lighting is bad, and it kind of makes her look like she's got a shaved head with a sort of mohawk, and the drawing is even worse. After two weeks and 75,000 notes on the post, it was deleted under mysterious circumstances. Here's where it gets weird. A week later, the photograph was again posted to Tumblr, this time by a different user who wrote, Demi's twin sister. She was locked in a basement her whole life. This picture was taken <laughs> the first time she went outside. Her name is, is Poot. This led to a slew of poot memes and even a lady named Kaylee Marie Todd posting fan fiction titled The Secret Life of Poot Lovato. Poot has been oh. uh, attributed to some of Lovato's past indiscretions, especially one incident in which she was accused of flicking a fan's vagina at a meet and greet. Okay, apparently that was Poot, her secret twin sister. The evidence against... There is no evidence against this theory. I mean, it's pretty clearly an internet running joke, but even Demi Lovato finally embraced the whole thing in 2017 by posting a gif to Twitter of Poot, confirming that she is uh, down to clown. So what do you guys think? Is Poot real? Wow. Yes. Wow, that quickly, Jackie? That quickly. That well, I um I do see that she immediately uh that Demi Lovato was immediately upset about it. But then since she has now accepted it, and I think that you know what, Poot's out there. And why can't Poot be real? Maybe Poot's just a, a faction of her personality. That doesn't mean that Poot's any less real. So I embrace Poot. And I wish that I hadn't had to say the name Poot. As <laughs> I was gonna say, how do you I feel did. about the word Poot? Because I don't, don't even like care it. too much about the word stinky, but the word <laughs> Poot's making me pretty angry. Very upset about the word poot coming out of my mouth. Yes. <laughs> In fact, if you're if you're at home right now, just say it. Say it aloud because you're not going to be happy with yourself. Poot. Oh, no, I made a poot. Like, it just makes me think of, oh, God. Like, you know when, like, you really got a shit, but you only, like, it's only, like, a little bit that comes out? That's a poot, right? <laughs> yeah, that's definitely the, you look up poot in the dictionary and that's that's what's there. It's like a it's like a turdette. See, this actually really <laughs> reminds me of the story that I included in this episode as well, where Jennifer Coolidge, who is my personal lord and savior, Jennifer Coolidge once pretended to be her own twin so she could date two men at once when she was on vacation in Hawaii by herself and the two men were best friends. She liked both of them so she pretended that she was twins and if that doesn't make you love Jennifer Coolidge even more than you <laughs> already should I don't know what to fucking tell you. So if, if she can do it, anyone can do it and talk about the balls of just like yeah, I go to vacation in Hawaii by myself. You can be whatever you want if you vacation in Hawaii by yourself and I I believe it. Poot, welcome <laughs> to existence. And I, I'll say that uh, I guess I have to say um, I believe I have some clarifying questions about Ooh. her time in the basement and when she was out of the base, like when she was let out. Is she fully let out? Does she still live in the basement? She's allowed to go to the red carpet events. And and uh, so I have a little bit of confusion. But if Jack, I've never heard Jackie say yes so quickly. So I got to be in team Poot. 
I would say about the whole part with the uh, red carpet event being apparently the first appearance of her outside of the basement. If you've been trapped in a basement that long, you're probably like a feral child. So good on her for making it to a gala. <laughs> yeah. I mean, do we all remember A Child Called It, which I think that I, you guys, were you guys forced to read A Child Called It yeah. ever? No, I can kind of tell what that's about, and I'm glad I never had to read Don't read that. it. Well, it's a bit of a poot story, and uh, <laughs> not a fun poot story either. Yeah, it's the but dark side of poot. Bit of a nell, let's say. It is. It's a bit of a nell in the poot situation. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> hey Tay in the poot is what we're saying. Here. Hey Tay in the poot. Man, that's now talk about. We were just talking about this on talking TV, Molly. I'm talking about back to back movies to have like a double feature night because we watched um, Law Abiding citizen and then we watched hurricane heist in one night and um i think that watching um my brain just stopped i think <laughs> reading watching nell and then also maybe acting out your own version of child called it would be like a silly fun date night <laughs> and uh, maybe you should do it and i think that you would probably really enjoy yourself but not as much as you would enjoy yourself while i tell you What's on the list? Oh! oh who's, who's on, on the list? Me! Jackie, gotta have that list. This has some great now you know general movie trivia. Little nuggets for you. And some Ooh. of these really did hurt my brain for a second. Did you know that Coolio was supposed to play the Scarecrow in a Batman movie? He did his minor cameo in Batman and Robin at a street race only because he was supposed to be the villain in Joel Schumacher's next Batman movie, which, of course, didn't happen. I would I would have watched it. I definitely I mean, yeah, you know, he's no great. Killian Murphy, but it would have been a very different approach. And I would have watched the hell of it. That would have been I mean, I just would have loved another Schumacher Batman entry because how much crazier can you get? <laughs> how much pun intended batshit crazy? Yeah. Can you get? <laughs> That's what they should call it too. Batman batshit crazy. Batshit <laughs> crazy. How many more puns can I? Oh, the Coolio. A, he would have definitely, as Scarecrow, made a reference to his own music, recorded as Coolio. That yes. would have definitely happened. And yes. oh, the Scarecrow puns would have been fantastic. Would have oh. been amazing. But like, oh, finding Batman right now would be like finding a needle in the head. Hey. Like, it'll just be all constant barrage of Scarecrow puns. I guess you don't know who else, what other villains would have been in this movie because, I mean, that would, dude, Schumacher, Coolio, Scarecrow. Man, that would have been just flaming hot, amazing garbage. We also would have got right? one of the great 90s music videos where it's a Coolio song set to yes. images from the movie. I mean, you know, clips from the movie. Yes. Yeah, scare him like a scarecrow, scarecrow. We're going to scare him like a scarecrow. You know, it's like Ella LJ, <laughs> deepest bluest. One of my favorite. The crows uh, have eyes. I was going to yes. say, it sounds like the crows have eyes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm on that season right now, by the way. Oh my God, how great. That's so good. Deepest, bluest, my hat is like a shark's fin. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's, yeah, that's in Schitt's Creek. Uh, but the crows have eyes, the crow winning. Um, he really would have been, see, that's what you do. You make that movie, put Coolio in that movie. And I would say you wouldn't have to do a whole lot to his visage because Coolio's been looking a little scary lately, but I like it. 
I think it's definitely an interesting mean, look. Have you, you looked? At, have you looked at a current picture of Coolio? Has he been no, looking like I a scarecrow? Not, I, I have not Googled current picture of Coolio in a couple years, Jack. See, the thing is, is I actually do, <laughs> and he has. He looks old. Shaved his head. Are you looking at a picture of Coolio right now? Yeah, he just looks old, and he has shaved his head so that he just has like braids coming off of the, the side of his head. Yeah. Yes. So it looks like um, that they are antennas of sorts, and it is definitely. You know what? It's a choice, and I'll give him that. <laughs> I like it. I think it's great. <laughs> He's not letting it die. He's not letting the hairstyle die. He's not die. letting it die. But. Also, did you know that Daniel Radcliffe was allergic to the first glasses they gave him for the Harry Potter movies? The skin around his eyes broke out in white heads and spots, and it took everyone a week to figure out the nickel silver in the rims were causing it. They quickly made him new ones out of rolled gold. But how annoying as a child. First huge thing, how terrifying it already would be, and then you're face has a bunch of spots on it and you don't know why i think i would have just cried myself to sleep every day <laughs> it's just so strange it's just they're just glass like couldn't they i know they're harry potter glasses but like i'm just i'm a little bit shocked that they needed to go to such lengths to get like could they just get regular plastic glasses that kids wear You'd think that. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say there's probably a lot of issues with glare, camera glare. Ah. Yeah, stuff like that that you couldn't just get a cheap. I mean, even right now, my glasses are are projecting the the window in front of me. So Uh a little Mm -hmm. filmic tidbit from old Holdy Bones. Little filmic tidbit. I I stand corrected. (laughs) Well, here's another filmic tidbit for you. (laughs) Did you know... That George Lucas really, really didn't want Harrison Ford to play Indiana Jones. I feel like this might be something that most Indiana heads know, but I didn't because y'all know I just watched all the Indiana Jones for the first time. But apparently Ford was already in two of Lucas's movies and Lucas said, I don't want him to be my Bobby De Niro because De Niro was considered Scorsese's actor. Years later, Lucas said he was perfect for the part. I can't imagine anybody else in that part. Well, he's saying it now. (laughs) And he definitely had the right tone. I was very into it. Ooh, he's an archaeologist. Ooh, he's a daddy, but not a daddy. So I guess technically that means he's a zaddy. And I was into it. Yeah. What? Did you just roll your eyes at zaddy? No, my screen froze in a weird way. It was the internet, I tell (laughs) you. No. (laughs) He's a zaddy. Well, also Holden, female trout. Fake orgasms. I don't know why this weird, weird list was put together. Now, are we talking about Tom Cruise? (laughs) No, I'm talking about real life trout. During trout sex, the male and female both quiver and release the egg and sperm at the same time. But sometimes the female doesn't release her eggs so she can keep them for another mate. Plus, having more fake orgasms apparently attracts more male trout. That's Interesting. Heard of that before. <laughs> Thank God that, uh, you know, people with ovaries don't release eggs when they orgasm. That would be a real nightmare. You'd really find out. You'd definitely, <laughs> you would definitely find out. I think it's also, it's part of, uh, what book is that? And they were talking about how the idea of 
uh, making sounds during sex was to, it was like in the caveman era where it was like for women to allow other people, other men to know that they were ready for making babies. Yeah. That shit like, always like breaks my brain. Yeah. I, I, I think that was in, I, I read that in Sex at Dawn, which I don't know how that book holds up in terms I, of yes. the science, but it was, yeah, it was like a, hey boys. You know, come around, come around, come on over. <laughs> yeah, I've heard Sexy Don's sort of kind of uh, wishy washy when it comes to what's uh, if it's legit. Yeah, I I think that it it served a great purpose, which was to be like sex is good and fun, and evolutionarily it's for fun. Um, but I don't know whether it actually holds up in terms of uh, being something that I cite as frequently as I did when I read it in the mid two thousand tens. And I do want to, speaking of these fun little animal tales, I do want to tell the tale that I thought was kind of fun. From Kat, who wrote into the page seven podcast at gmail.com email address that the title of this story is The Nasty Man. And I want to read it to you guys. Okay. I work with snakes. So this has a lot to do with, uh, she said, big fan of page seven. And I heard your conversation on last week's episode about Tom Cruise, his son and the fish they love. I don't have any theories about this, but I do have another story that this brought to mind. The nasty man. I work with snakes. And my (laughs) boss has a story of a phone call she once got asking if she could answer questions about false water cobras. Apparently, so we call them, they call them nasties because they have venom, but it's delivered by big back teeth. So bites are not generally considered life-threatening. The man, in a strange breathy voice, started by saying he usually gets home from work around six, but the other day he got off early. His son was home from school in his room. As the father walked by the open door, he noticed the son standing by his bed with their pet false water cobra on the nightstand, striking and biting his son. He can tell that the snake has bitten his son on the penis and that his son had had an orgasm. At this point, my boss is recommending a hospital, but the man says this was some days ago. He wants to understand why his son did it. My boss then starts recommending therapy, but the man says that he looked up ways to understand your child better and found that walking in their shoes is the best way to relate. So, he goes on telling my boss about letting a false water cobra bite his penis, that it was the best orgasm he ever had, and that it made his penis grow to 14 inches. At this point, she stayed on the line just to know what the guy would say. She tells him she's done talking to him and hangs up. Cut to several months later. And she runs into a colleague at another reptile facility. He tells her about a weird phone call from a guy talking about his son. Turns out this guy has been calling herpetologists around the country and telling them the same story. The consensus is that he's just masturbating on the phone and making stuff up. <laughs> 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 that, that took a turn. I, I did not expect that turn. Wow. Very I was bizarre just so through shocked. I was so interested by this story that I needed to share. And thank you so much, Kat, for sharing that with us because it was just, um, I love that it reminded her of our, maybe Tom Cruise is just trying to get to know his son better <laughs> by entertaining these fish. That's but, how it connects. I was like, where is the connection other than just this weird fetish involving 
um, you know, oh, odd it's father animals. son things. Why include your son into the into whatever the hell you were saying? And with the breathy voice, meaning that he was just jerking off while talking to the snake person about it. Um, <laughs> you Is know, this still the list. <laughs> yeah, that was the list. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Unless you want to know about the White Shark Cafe in the Pacific where all the sharks go, because it's a Colorado-sized patch of ocean about 1,200 nautical miles east of Hawaii, and great white sharks from the west coast of Mexico and U.S. swim there en masse every year. Once there, they dive deep below the surface and then come back over and over again for days, and it's not clear why. Uh-oh, looks like they're putting the O in ocean. <laughs> oh, shit, more yeah, like... Well, I guess I can't even like I can't even like roll my eyes anymore at Jackie and the things she says because I think I'm going blind. Items. Ah, oh, we, we can't, can't see them, unfortunately. Which foreign-born breakout star of that period streaming show is the early frontrunner to play this Marvel superhero? It will be an entirely new alter ego character, not the one portrayed by the recently deceased actor. Marvel, you're talking to the wrong people. So you know let's talk that. about the part you would know better. What is the recently streaming okay. period show? Oh, okay. So the 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 recently deceased actor has to be Chadwick Boseman, right? That is correct. Oh, so he... is it Bridgerton? And yes. And so who's the actor for Bridgerton that might be playing? Is he gonna Black... play Black? Is he gonna play Black Panther? That's right. Who is it? Reggie Jean. I don't. I still don't know how to say his name. <laughs> I don't, you know, I know, don't know how to say his Rege name. Reggie John Page or Reggie John Page. Either way, the the, the Duke, Duke himself, the rake. the rake Duke himself is apparently, I mean, I'm going to go ahead and say we should wait another five to ten years before they make another Black Panther in respect, out of respect. But yes, either out way. out of respect as well as the fact that he's got a, if that is true, he's got a lot of work to do. I mean, yes. he's a very attractive man, but it's like, like Chadwick Boseman had such a great, amazing, like, pacifist yet hulking presence in that movie like i don't i i think he's a, fu a fine actor i thought he did great in bridgerton but i don't know there's a lot more i'd have to see before we can say yes to this yeah that's so tough because black panther is such an incredibly good character and so it's like yeah. you do want more more movies in that franchise because he's such a good character but also it's like so chadwick boseman's character and how do you mm -hmm. deal with that terrible loss of a of an incredible character that like totally should live on damn i mean one one thing that i will say is that the duke is a rake he is definitely a rake and i am <laughs> i wonder if this has anything to do with the fact that they're doing that ryan coogler is also doing a spinoff of Black Panther for Disney Plus as a television show. So I wonder if that has to do with that. But still, too, I think too soon. Uh, definitely too soon. And I want to see him do other stuff than just be a sexy rake. Hmm. I mean, I'll watch him continue to be a sexy rake. I mean, I'll also yeah. continue to see that rake Woo! be a rake. Yeah. <laughs> Either way, though, here's the next one. It's not as fun because we're not talking about the rake duke. But I will say it is actually a lot of fun. Never mind. This is a fun one, guys. It's a little light. 
This is like a light, dumb, fun one, okay? This one Ew. comes in from Leah, who says, and no, not my ex, a different Leah, who says, hey guys, first time emailing, love your show. Jackie, I love you. I love you. You, you sexy tigress. Molly, you witty kitty, you crack me up, and Holden, whatever, JK, you <laughs> I love Well this. said. Love this. Thought I would uh, turn my celeb story into a blind item for you. Yeah, this is more just kind of a funny little anecdote, uh, but it is made into a blind. My uncle was a Marine who served as an artillery officer in the Persian Gulf War. And while there, he shared a tent with this other artillery guy. My uncle said this guy was constantly singing and making him listen to his demo tapes, which I'm told gets pretty annoying in the middle of the desert. He's never talked about it much, but this two-time Grammy Award winning B-list rapper slash singer served in the USMC during the Gulf War as a field artillery cannon crewman. But if you ask him about it, he's likely to say it wasn't him. Hints. Do you need hints? It wasn't me. Okay. It was Shaggy? Yeah, it's Shaggy. Good really? work. You caught that little, you caught that little tiny. I would tiny. never miss a, it wasn't me reference ever. Uh, years after his service, Lance Corporal Orville Richard Burrell became known as none other than Mr. Bombastic. My <laughs> uncle never spoke with him again after returning from the war, but I'm just going to say it. I know Shaggy. Thank you so Whoa. much. Wow. Oh, Shaggy. Mr. Bombastic. You know what? That is great. Good for him. Never before have I associated Shaggy with the Gulf War, and now I will forever. No. Uh, this is, oh, this comes in. Oh, no, I forgot. All right. I'm going to have to look it up really quick after this. I, I kept it blank because I didn't know if. They wanted me to use their name, but they it's a, three friends who said, we are huge fans. Huge. Do we have a tasty morsel for you? This is a fun one. Ooh. Yum, 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 yum. The other ones were like, whatever, compared to this one. Okay, so whatever. <laughs> <laughs> one of our undersigned friends used to work at an upscale hotel in Humboldt County, California, which at times receives celebrity guests. The lore surrounding these guests was often passed around the smoke circle in, in the evenings. Here's the blind this psychological thriller big shot director was one of those guests after an otherwise uneventful stay the housekeeping staff discovered a phenomenal twist it was a huge strap-on left behind the bed when we say huge we don't mean regular degular big we mean forearm clown shoe county fair blue ribbon zucchini huge does this director like to be pegged? If so, kudos to you for doing your thing, Scallywag. Or were they leaving a characteristic sign to something more sinister? There were some little hints in there with the verbiage, by the way, especially that last one with the sign. M. Night Shyamalan? That is, Molly wow. is on fire today. The hints are good. Sorry, I, all I kept thinking of was Ridley Scott getting pegged up to his eyeballs, and I, you know what, I'd watch it. <laughs> <laughs> at night Shyamalan well you know my absolute favorite scene in uh, Signs is when they um, you oh, know spend the, away. the entire movie trying to figure out how to stop the uh, aliens and then they just like use a baseball bat at the very end the baseball bat is very satisfying so maybe we're talking I don't know maybe the baseball bat is a symbol for his pegging interest I don't know ooh I watch it <laughs> well I'm 
gonna take this over. I got some shout outs over and again. Thank you guys so much for hitting us up at page7podcast at gmail.com. I'm loving, in fact, but remember, if it is a blind item or something for Holden, just put that in the the subject line and I will not open it. I'm very good. I like surprises, but I do want to give a shout out to Skylar and I really appreciate that. Skylar, I want you to know that you were writing about the difficult time that because you were in the hospital with COVID and pneumonia and that you're still listening to the show and that someone saw you writing in the page seven Facebook group and took a screenshot of it and sent it to us and was just like, Hey, I just want you to know this person's having a really difficult time right now. And I just want to send you as much love and positivity as I can muster, as well as to Jillian, who sent this. She does not know you. She just thought that maybe you could use a little bit of positive energy sent your way. And I just want to say thank you to both of y'all so hard, as well as beautiful Haley, whose Dirty 30 has been canceled of like a no. third fucking time uh. and your friend Sydney hit us up and said if you could just throw a Guy Fieri loving shout out her way and I just want to say happy birthday sorry that the world is fucking your birthday over so hard but at least if anything you're in your 30s and it's the best time yes it so gets... at least it's not like oh my 20th birthday you know because like that's the beginning of uh, of such a different ball game not that the 20s aren't fun but they're very very different but i just want to say that i love you guys so much and thank you for all of the positive energy that you put out towards us through the through the email through the comments online i just want to say that i love you and i read it all and i really really appreciate it again i'm a bit of an enneagram seven so i bounce around and i read things a lot and i forget to answer because my brain has 20 million things happening at once at all times but it doesn't mean that i don't love you because i really really do happy birthday Haley. um i also uh, again shout outs to fiona thank you for that blind um and uh, I just want to say, are we doing plugs now? Is that where we're at? Yes. <laughs> uh, check me out, twitch.tv forward slash whole date or so. Uh, it's a bit of a shorter schedule right now as I'm getting set up out here. But we will have Japanese on Friday at now, weirdly, 3 p.m. my time, but 6 p.m. ET. <laughs> And it is a fun party, so please join us for that. Also, Jackie's killing it on the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash page seven podcast. And you guys are killing it on the emails. Uh, thank you so much for sending them in. Uh, again, that's uh, page seven podcast, page the number seven podcast at gmail.com. Your celebrity conspiracies, your blind items, and your general notes of love are so appreciated. And uh, keep them coming. We, we really love it. So thank you guys so much. Molly. I'm Molly. I am MJKLCat on Instagram. And I am Jackie Zabrowski. Follow me on Instagram at JackThatWorm. And remember, remember the 4th of Fred Brenda. Because tomorrow, <laughs> if you're listening to this today, and if you have missed it, please go over to our Patreon. Because Thursday, February 4th, 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we will be watching New Moon. Because I finished the second book. Don't worry, I finished the second Twilight book. We are immediately jumping into the third Twilight book that the first chapter will be released on Friday and so tomorrow night 
Holden and Natalie and myself are going to be watching New Moon over on the Last Podcast Network Twitch. So find the information over on the Page 7 Patreon. It is up there. And if you miss it, don't worry. We're going to post it. And it'll be there for you if you want to watch New Moon with us again. Because apparently... We're going to see Taylor Lautner without a shirt on, but I am going to be dreaming that it's actually Jason Momoa. So (laughs) as long as you know that I'm dreaming it's Jason Momoa and that I know that I'm dreaming it's Jason Momoa, we can get through our love for a werewolf together. I'm in love with a werewolf. I love you guys, and we'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. Duncan Cold Coffee can be brewed at home in your Keurig coffee maker with Duncan Cold K-Cup Pods. Just brew it hot over ice and enjoy flavor that's crafted to serve cold. The home with Duncan is where you want to be. Whether you're making the same breakfast that you have every day or baking a cake for an extra special day, eggs are a staple in our diets. Eggland's best eggs are nutritionally superior to ordinary eggs, containing more vitamins and 25% less saturated fat. Not only are they better for you, but Eggland's best eggs taste better too. There's a reason that they're America's number one eggs. Visit egglandsbest.com for additional information and delicious recipes.